1: Well, our next guest does not deserve this type of conversation coming into the program. He's going to be the next governor of New York. So I'm at the Columbus Day Parade on Monday. And everything I'm reading, Mom, I'm just so excited. Every poll has him gaining every day. And Miranda Devine does a story, and I love Miranda, of course, on Lee Zeldin in today's New York Post. It's a beautiful story. Talks about his tours of duty. Talks about his gorgeous wife, Dee. Talks about his two lovely daughters and uh, explains why he is the man that can save our state. And that is really the truth. That's not overstated. So here he is, the next governor of New York, my friend, Lee Zeldin. Good morning, Lee. How are you, pal? Uh, Good morning, Sid. And we we have to save our state. 26 days to go. 26 days to go. And I'll tell you this. We spent the last couple of days, including today, um, tributes to Bernard, which I will continue to do for quite some time. And I have to say this at the very top of this conversation, that he loved you, and um, he's somewhere up there in heaven right now, and it would make him really, really happy if you found a way to win this in 26 days. You've got an angel up there rooting for you, Lee, in a big, big way. Yeah,
0: listen, he was uh, amazing. The, The opportunity when you're on the airwaves and people are listening right now while you and I are having this conversation, people are heading to work, they're traveling, and they're trying to get caught up on what's going on. They're thinking through some of these challenges that we have in a city, in a state, in a country. And and Bernie had a a great way to just be able to talk through the current events in, in a way that I think related to the person who's out there listening. And You know, when you're trying to figure it out for yourself, it's one thing. But then when you hear someone who you respect saying exactly what you're thinking, but it's just kind of good to hear that reinforcement. Uh, I I think that, you know, just a smart guy who left a a legacy on an industry, but I think far beyond that of an impact is that legacy that's left, the impact that's made on the listeners who – I mean, it's a very personal relationship that you have, Sid, with, with these listeners. And when I'm on with you, I'll have a whole bunch of people texting me afterwards. I mean, they're they're tuning in. They love our country. They love our freedom. And Bernie was someone who was just as much of a patriot as anybody.
1: Oh, that is so well said. Thank you for that, Lee. That was really well said and beautiful. I'm reading on uh, page two of today's New York Post. Kathy's rolling in developer dough. She had to reach out to these folks because no one knew who she was when she was elevated to the governor position because Cuomo left in such disgraceful fashion. But uh, just another story, it's like every day is another story. You know, she's trying to yell and scream about, uh, you know, abortions being legal, which, by the way, they already are. So I'm not sure what she's yelling about yesterday. But all these stories about her, her business dealings, the corruption, I got to tell you, as much as crime here in New York, I think this really can come back to bite her in a big way, Lee. And it
0: should. I mean, she comes into, into this position August of 2021, decides that she has to raise tens of millions of dollars, And concludes that the only way that she's going to be able to raise the money she needs to is to sell out access to her office, to put the squeeze on people who do business before the state, and have them feel maximum pressure to step up far beyond they they want to. One of the things that is a big difference between how much she raises and how much I raise is that she raises a lot more money as far as the top line amounts. But I have far more Grassroots donations. I mean, we've had over 70,000 donations come in during this campaign. When she filed her fundraising report last week, she bragged that over 60% of the money she raised was under $200. So I sent an email to my team. I said, Yeah, that's interesting. Let me know well, wh- how much of uh, our donations were under $200. They came back and they said over 91%. Mm. And we had like over 70% were under $50. I mean, this is just this grassroots energy. People who support me support me because they want to save our state. People supporting Kathy Hochul feel like they have to. And Kathy Hochul is not running to save our state. Kathy Hochul is running to save Kathy Hochul. The pay-to-play c- corruption I have to come back and fight her because it shows you exactly who she is and what she is willing to do—not just in the past, but also going forward in the future—to make Albany even more toxic than it's been in the past
1: some guy at some Republican club I spoke at a couple of weeks ago who was saying that, you know, I love Lee. He's Republican. I want Lee to win, but the money is an issue. She just has so much more money than Lee, and he was asking me if I could ask some of my billionaire friends to donate some money because he thought because the money was so lopsided that you couldn't win. I will argue that till the day is long, but there are people out there that do think that, Lee.
0: Yeah, and I I would just say that anyone who has any feeling out there that we need more of anything, volunteers, votes, donations, whatever, if you're out there and you're a supporter, just please channel that to use that as a motivator to do more and to get others to do more. Tomorrow is the last day to register to vote in New York. Anyone who we have in our lives who we could get to vote, they're eligible voters for this November 8th election, you know, this is something they can't wake up on Saturday and say, you know what, I want to participate this year. They have to register by tomorrow. Uh, we have been able to air TV ads and radio ads and, and just mail going out. And we're running a campaign. Kathy Okla has more than we do, and she's going to have more than we do. But what she doesn't have at all is that energy, that spirit, that fight. She's running to try to survive an election. We're running to win. We're running like we're behind. And, and no matter what, even if a poll came out today saying we were up two points, we'll still campaign like we're behind. We're fighting to win this race. And she is just crawling across yep. this finish line. And she's crawling across slow. We plan on having her cross in, in second place.
1: Now, let me ask you this about the debate, because you wanted four or five. Of course you did, and you should have gotten every one of them. And they should have started a month ago before the balloting started, the vote and balloting. And, of course, she offered you one debate right before Election Day, which was really cowardly, really cowardly. Now, last I heard you said no, thank you, but Andrew Giuliani told me this morning he thinks maybe you will debate once. What's going to happen there? Well,
0: here's the thing. I mean, this gets presented as a choice between two options, no debate or one debate, just because Kathy Hochul says so. I don't accept that. There's a better option. There's an option that's more preferable for everybody else out there all around the state, and that's multiple debates around the state. So I'm still advocating for option three, which is the best option. It should be option one. It should be the only option. Kathy Hochul is trying to get away with one hour on cable at the very end of October, over a month after the start of mail-in voting, which started almost three weeks ago. We should have had our first debate before then. I believe that people should find out where we stand before they vote, not after. So I I, I feel like this shouldn't be a choice between no debate or one debate. This should be about Kathy Hochul coming back, doing what the people want, providing accountability in more than one debate around New
1: York. I agree. But if all you've got is one— are you going to take the one?
0: I, I am I am choosing option three right now.
1: Okay. Uh, there's another story about her in the paper today, which is great. Even Nancy Pelosi, this uh, witch, she came out yesterday, and so we've got to secure our borders. Here, uh, the governor, Hochul, wants money. She loves money, Lee. She wants money from Joe Biden but nothing about the wide open borders. So here again in an issue that is destroying cities and states and our country, here again she remains a huge hypocrite. Oh totally. People want
0: to know who's coming in, where they coming from, and where they going. Whether they get busted, whether they get flown in, however they come into this state, people want to know who's coming where they're coming from, where they're going to. This governor isn't providing that transparency. She isn't demanding it. She isn't asking the questions. She certainly isn't asking the questions publicly. And the governor should pick up the phone, call Joe Biden, and realize and understand and advocate that the only way that this is going to get solved is for the federal government to step in, for the Biden administration to step up, for for Joe Biden to acknowledge that we have not just people coming across our southern border, but things like fentanyl, we need him to close the southern border. We need to uh, we need to secure finish the construction of the border wall. That's a good start. End catch and release and force the remain in Mexico policy, support our Customs and Border Patrol agents, and to stop incentivizing and rewarding illegal entry. That's what the governor of New York should do, but she's not willing to do that. You can get a check today that covered all the expenses for everyone who's arrived into this state. But that still isn't going to solve it because there's still more people who are going to show up tomorrow because of this porous southern border. And by the way, this issue and anything else we've talked about today, anything else that we've talked about at any point, you're asking about debates? I come on tomorrow morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, any day next week. If Taty Hochul wants to call in and, and answer Sid Rosenberg's questions, and I'll answer Sid Rosenberg's questions, and we'll have an opportunity, and listen, whether she wants to do it. For 15 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, two hours, sign me up for any of it. I'll do it anytime, anywhere.
1: Listen, I Believe I, I,
0: that it's important to do it on I, broadcast TV. I would. I'll listen, I'll show up on your show tomorrow. I would.
1: I would do it tomorrow, and I and I promise to be fair. I'll ask the questions that New Yorkers care about and I'll allow both of you to make your points. I mean, you're going to kick her ass, but uh, I will be very, very fair. I won't be one-sided, and I would love to do that, but Kathy wouldn't do it. But uh, now that it's out there, Lee has thrown it out there. Let's go, Kathy Holker. Let's make it happen. One last thing quickly. This New York Post Miranda Devine story on you and your family is such a beautiful story. And you know, Lee, that while you're being interviewed by 9,000 TV stations at the Columbus State Parade, I made my way to your two little girls, and I asked them about the whole shooting incident. They're both adorable, by the way. And they were like, yeah, we heard the gunshot. It was really loud. We were really, really scared. So once again, criminal activity in this city, in this state, here it is right at your front door.
0: Listen, you can read today's New York Post story, whether you know, it's, on, it's in the paper, you could go online. On the online version at the top is a video of Miranda inter- interviewing me outside on my porch. 24 hours later to the minute, that location of that interview that you see on that video is a crime scene. There is a person shot lying down underneath where Miranda is sitting. There's another person shot lying down two feet away underneath a bush. I mean, my daughters were amazing. They were they're, they're, It's a Sunday afternoon. It's quiet. They're at a kitchen table doing homework, gunshots going off around them. Screaming! What tr- What was the most traumatic about it was that they thought they were being targeted. They were concerned that these people were gonna that they were trying to come into the house. So they ran upstairs. They locked themselves in the bathroom. They called 911. They called my wife and I. But they don't know if these people are now in the house. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're 50, if you're 80, but especially if you're two 16-year-old girls at home, I, I have been so amazed by how smart they were, how resolute they've been how swift they acted. I know you saw them the next day, and you you were interacting with them, and they adore you. Thank you. I am just so proud of how well they handled themselves, but they are never going to forget this one.
1: No. Well, you've got a beautiful family, and you're a great guy. I I love you. I really do. So keep fighting the good fight. Keep coming back. And I look forward to 26 days from today when on that night we celebrate, Lee, you and I, your victory as the next governor here in New York. Keep up the good fight, buddy. Thank you so much. Take care, Sid. All right, buddy. There he is, the great Lee Zeldin.